0: You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plain, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. Hi, this is Pastor Chris from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Today I want to talk to you about trusting God on the adventure of life. The adventure of life. At different times of my life, church leaders or college professors have told me they have a verse for me. People ever do that, say they have a verse for you, and it always seems to be Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Uh, I checked, and not everyone got that verse, but maybe you did. Uh, Maybe you've been given this verse by someone, too. It's a great one. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Life was full of paths to take and choices to make and often life is like a roller coaster. Oh, the summer I turned 12, uh, my dad's band, he was in a band that played 50s and 60s music, uh, was booked at Astro World in Houston, Texas, Six Flags over Texas Astro World. And so I got a free pass to get into the amusement park every day I went to work with my dad. So I'd get to ride the um, Grease Lightning or the Texas Cyclone roller coaster as many times as I wanted to. I could ride it over and over and over again. And first, you know, it was like, oh, exhilarating, scary, oh, but then the more. I wrote it, the more I got used to it, and the more I knew what was coming up, and I think that's true in our lives too, that the more adventures we go on, the uh, more ups and downs we have, the more... twists and turns we go through, uh, the more confident we get, uh, the more trust that we have. So those unsettling ups and downs and those frightening twists and turns, uh, I got used to it, they didn't phase me anymore. But I've always been a big fan of roller coasters. Um, maybe you are too. Um, one, roller coasters are fun, and two, you can usually, especially while you're waiting in line forever, you can usually figure out where the roller coaster starts, where it goes, and how it returns because it's like in a loop. Life isn't like that. Sometimes you have no idea where the roller coaster of life is going next. And really all you can do is trust God uh, to help you through. Uh, You wanna go on the adventure, you don't wanna miss out. But on the other hand, uh, you just wanna trust God. So even when you don't know what's coming up, even when you don't know the next thing around the corner, uh, you trust God with all of your heart. Uh, My own understanding is limited and uh, the Lord sees what we can't. You know, we have like on the ground, see what's in front of us, can't see over the hill. And God has better than Google Earth. He can see everything that's going on. Uh, like uh, in the Old Testament, Job, uh, we often don't understand what's going on or why we go through difficulties. We go through hardships, and we don't know uh, what the deal is. Um, God knows, and maybe someday He'll explain it to us for those things that we don't understand. But Uh, My birthday's coming up uh, in a couple days here, and I like to take that time of my life to reflect on how God has been good to me the days of my life. And uh, COVID seems to uh, be going away, so uh, they removed the COVID restrictions from my local gym and put the fitness equipment that was uh, put away in the closet, uh, put it back. So don't have to to wear a mask there uh, right now. Uh, Maybe COVID's over, but maybe COVID or some other situation has created an anxious situation in your life. Maybe a job situation, uh, family situation, housing situation, financial situation, uh, and you have no idea how you're going to move forward. So take time to pray for help and wisdom and make sure to recount all the ways God has shown up to help you in the past. So maybe now you have a chance to go on an unplanned and unexpected adventure and need encouragement to have enough faith to show up. Hopefully, I can encourage you with the time that I have here to um, trust God, uh, to cling to the Lord as you go through the adventures in life. Uh, Sometimes we just want to hold on to what we know is safe and we don't want to let go. Sometimes we want to just do what we've always done because just that's the way we've done it. But what if there's a better way? What if there's a better opportunity? What if there's a new adventure? What if there is a chance for you to experience more in life, a chance for you to accomplish more, to be more fulfilled, and to use your gifts and talents in a greater way? We need to seek his will in all we do and let him point the way. So again, my birthday is coming up, and uh, one of my life verses uh, one of the things that I value most, one of the things that I hope to accomplish, hope to do, is fulfill Psalm 71. Psalm 71, verse 14 through 18. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts, to all who are to come. I'd like to just recount some of the ways God has directed and provided In the past, how God has shown up, how I've trusted in the Lord, uh, how the church has, and what God has done. So please bear with me. If you've heard some of these stories before, I'll try to give the short version. So I worked at Hardee's when I was in high school, and I saved two thirds of my check to go to Bible college. So I went to one Bible college, had a great experience, didn't get very good grades because I was having too good of a time. Nothing sinful, just it was fun. I was involved in a lot of extracurricular activities. Uh, My grandparents were willing to pay for me to go to a Bible college, but it had to be the school of their choice. And so I was transferred to a very strict Bible college, a uh, very legalistic, I did not like it. Uh, I got out, uh, I was one there for one semester, I rebelled against God for six months. And uh, then I repented and I returned to the Lord. I needed a job, uh, I went back to Hardy's for a bit, I was praying and praying that I could do something that didn't have anything to do with working with food. So I got a job in an optical lab. What I did in the middle of the night is tint optical lenses. It'd be like dying Easter eggs except plastic eyeglass lenses trying to get the tints to match doing this over and over most boring job in the world. I heard my uh, uh, some people from my church were going out to a Bible ranch, a Bible camp uh, to uh, do some work and uh, some of the kids were going to camp, uh, be campers there and I wanted to do that. So I went to the optical lab people and I said, hey, could I have a you know, like two weeks off so I can go work at this Bible camp without pay. Obviously not vacation pay, but can I just you know put this on pause and go work at this Bible camp? We're Like, no, you can't. So a couple of guys in the church that were construction said, Hey, you can come work for us. So went out to the Bible camp, uh, was working out there. It turns out they laid that whole shift off anyway. If I hadn't gone on that adventure, I would have lost that job anyway. So I'm so glad that I, uh, decided to go to work at that Bible camp. And I'm so glad that I decided to get a job working for those Christian guys that work construction because they taught me construction skills. They taught me skills that I still use to this day. I learned so much on the job from them, and it was great. And so I went out to the Bible ranch while I was there, was praying, reflecting on life. I started to pray for a wife. I prayed that God would provide a wife for me. I was only like... um, just turned nineteen, um, but started to pray for a wife. And um, while I was away, this girl came about my parents' car. My stepmom's like, "You, oh boy, you missed out. You should have seen the girl who bought the car." And I'm like, "What?" So I asked her out. I had this list of everything I wanted in a girl, and she was it. So we got married, and that was awesome. Awesome to be married. We said, "Hey, it's great being married. Wouldn't it be great if we had a family?" And God quickly blessed, and there was a baby on the way. And But my wife, she um, went into premature labor. That baby wanted to come out early. And we prayed and prayed that that baby would not come out early. Uh, by the way, if you're a legalist and you want to count the months, the baby was born 11 months after we were married, okay? 11 months after we were married. Anyway, uh, so she's pregnant. She's on bed rest. Uh, she can't work her job. Uh, we don't have health insurance. I try to buy health insurance and they say, sorry, you can't get it because she has a pre-existing condition. The construction job dries up. Uh, what what am I gonna do so I was praying about it so I think I learned I was out of work on a Friday on a Monday I saw a job that uh, uh, was in the shipping department for this company and they preferred optical experience so I went and applied for that job and they had a huge stack of applicants and mine shot straight to the top because I had optical experience so you know what my optical experience was It was tinting lenses for like three weeks or so. I tinted optical lenses. That was my optical experience. But the human resources lady said, well, that puts you above all the other applicants because they don't have optical experience. So I got a job in shipping. And then that led to a job in uh, sales and customer service or customer service and sales and uh, then marketing. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, That company got me on their health insurance right away. And we didn't have to pay anything except for a private room fee for our daughter to be born. Um, in my lifetime, uh, I've only been unemployed for almost a day. Otherwise, I've always had another job lined up, always knowing what was coming next. So God has been good to me in that. God has answered so many prayers. Uh, God used that job to teach me skills I would use for ministry. Uh, God answered prayers in so many ways. Back to the premature labor thing. We prayed and prayed that my wife wouldn't have the baby until it was time. Until that baby was healthy enough to make it on her own. And so she was born three weeks early and she was fine. Uh, While I was looking at her uh, through the window of the nursery at the hospital, A guy next to me had a child, a a son that was born three weeks early, and he was having problems with his lungs. He was having some kind of issues because they said he was born early. So God answered that prayer. And so many times, God would answer prayer. Uh, God has answered prayer. And I look back to how God has answered prayer in the past, and I look forward to the future and say, God's been faithful in the past. I'm going to trust him on this roller coaster of life. So back to uh, that company. Each time I would master a new area, uh skill like shipping, organizational skills, customer service, people skills, sales, all uh, learn evangelism skills, presentation skills. I would get promoted to the next thing. And then when I got promoted to marketing, they said, hey, uh, we'll pay for you to go to school, get a master's degree in marketing. Um, but I prayed and prayed about it, felt God had called me to ministry when I was in high school, wanted to answer that call. And I'm like, even if I'm only in, only in ministry for 10 years, only, only 10 years, it'd be totally worth it. At least I'd have answered God's call. And on July 1st, so in about a month, I'll mark 25 years in full-time Christian ministry. So God has been good. God has been faithful in so many ways. And I praise Him for that. So we have a baby, and then we had another baby, and I was working at this company, and I wanted to go back to school. Uh, So I started to do that while I was working at this company. And uh, I was about to get my uh, degrees, two two degrees, uh, so I can get into ministry. And I was applying for jobs, and no one was responding until the last minute. And then I got a job at a church in Iowa. And it was a great church. Uh, they were so helpful and kind. Matter of fact, they're celebrating uh, one of their big anniversaries. They invited me to come back, but I don't know if I'll make it down there um, for, this, uh, for their summer event. Uh, they lent us money to get into a house. Uh, the house was in a busy part of town. Uh, so we liked the house, but we eventually wanted to sell the house so we could move out into the country. You know, get our kids out on, the, on, a, on an acreage, enjoy country life instead of being in a busy part of town. And so our house was for sale, and nobody was buying it. We were waiting. Somebody was going to buy it eventually, we thought. So I'm working at this church. Things are going pretty good. I got a call from another church up north in northern Minnesota uh, on the Iron Range. And the pastor is like, we've got this opportunity for an outreach and discipleship pastor. Would you be interested? I'm like, okay, uh, sure, maybe. Uh, He said, can my search committee call you tonight? I'm like, okay, okay, you can call me. So I talked to them. As soon as I hung up the phone, before I could even go talk to my wife about anything, the realtor calls and says, hi, Chris, your house is sold. I'm like, oh, And then the phone rang again, and it was the search committee that said, don't come up here to interview, just come up here to candidate. We're pretty sure we want you. And I told my wife, I said, hey, Julie, I think we're moving. I think we're moving. I learned so much in that church, and then uh, to be able to go up to the other church and have the experience there was so awesome. Um, Things were going great. Uh, I had a friend that worked at another church and uh, a Christian and Missionary Alliance church, and he was really passionate about ministry and church planting and things, but um, he said he was praying and fasting for a period and that my name kept coming to mind to plant a church and asked me to pray about it. So uh, six months later, we gave in to God's call to planted church in Bell Plaine, but we needed to sell our house up there on the Iron Range. I uh, needed to get a house down here, so uh, houses were hard to come by down here. They were selling really fast. Uh, Scott County was one of the fastest growing counties at the time, uh, statistically, not numerically. Uh, st- it was growing really fast. Uh, they were building a lot of houses in Belle Plaine. Uh, they were selling really fast, but our house up on the Iron Range, uh, they didn't Uh, I wasn't selling as fast, so the mine was uh, laying people off and home home sales were slow. But as soon as we put it up for sale, this guy who grew up in the community that uh, was uh, brought back to be a military recruiter in that town, saw our house was for sale and said, uh, this is the place to be when I was a kid, when we were growing up. I want this house no matter what. So the VA inspectors were at our, at our house uh, the morning of September 11, 2001, uh, given their approval so that we could sell the house. So in the midst of a crisis, when you don't know what's going to happen next, it's like, okay, the Twin Towers came down, the world's no one knows what's going on next, and we're moving to Belle Plaine to um, start a church. So anyway, uh, God so faithful to help us to sell that house, so faithful to help us to get into a house here. Uh, When we showed up, we didn't know anybody. So uh, a pastor from St. Bonnie and the pastor from uh, the New Prague Churches, those two guys came and helped us move some of our stuff in. But we didn't know a soul. So we went on a prayerful scavenger hunt. We went on a prayerful scavenger hunt to find people to become part of this church, to become part of River Rock Church. And so when we came down the block, we saw Steph, Stephanie, uh, who still goes to our church, and she was like out in her yard, out in the street, praying for her new neighbors, uh, for those people that were going to move on to the block. Uh, so awesome to, to see her and uh, to know her all these years. Uh, they're part of our church, We just awesome. And then on the other side of us, the neighbors on the other side of us, Luigi and Rochelle, were looking at us from their window of their new house. Uh, we had a vacant lot next to their house. And so that's where we were going to have our house built. And so moved into town, uh, went on that prayerful scavenger hunt to find people. Uh, God was so faithful to provide people, allowed us to meet in the school. Uh, just so many uh, divine appointments, connections to get the church started. It was really awesome. And God was so faithful, uh, so faithful the way uh, that He brought people. We started Bible studies at our house, I met secretly for church three months after coming to town on Palm Sunday. We had river the band come in concert and a lot of people came for that so a third of the people that came for the concert came back to church the next sunday and we were on our way uh, for starting the church so we quickly became an accredited church so i showed up in october 2001 and by august 2002 we were an official accredited church so uh, to move stuff in and out of the, the school, uh, we needed a trailer. Uh, I was putting stuff in the back of my minivan, and you know, as we got more and more stuff, then we needed some bigger way, better way. Uh, the, church, the school never gave us an opportunity to store stuff at the school. But a family donated a Jeep, and I found someone in town that was selling a trailer. And I'm like, hey, you want to trade a trailer for a Jeep? He's like, maybe, maybe I could buy it for my daughter. She just got her license. So anyway, I was able to uh, take that Jeep and uh, get, a, get the white trailer. And that was so awesome. Uh, that was a, a need that was provided for. Uh, we were praying for something, for a trailer to move stuff around. And that was just a God thing. Um, <clears throat> so we lost a family that were big supporters. And uh, that was tough. Uh, thought that that might cause a financial hardship, but a couple weeks later, a new family showed up and gave their back ties and were part of the church for quite a while. And so God totally answered and uh, provided for that. Um, we had volunteers pull the trailer around, but sometimes all the volunteers go out of town at the same time. And then what do you do? So I prayed and prayed for a truck to pull the trailer. And on some on a Saturday morning, I was uh, asked to give somebody a ride to pick up their new truck. And while I was riding with them, I said, uh, what are you going to do with the old truck? He said, no, someone that needs a truck. And I'm like, the church does. And he said, what do I get if I give the truck to the church? I said, a tax receipt. He said, let me think about it. And um, <clears throat> a couple days later, he donated his really nice four by four truck to us. I mean, it wasn't a junker. It wasn't all rusty. It was... Uh, Awesome. We used it for ministry. Turns out you need a 4 by 4 to get that trailer down the street in the winter. And uh, just awesome. And you would use it to help people in need. Uh, Use it in so many different ways. Um, Prayed and prayed someone would sell us land and eventually someone sold us 20 acres. Uh, At one point we were $680,000 in debt on that 20 acres. I prayed and prayed that someone would buy some of that land. So someone came along and bought 10 acres for 600000 And I think we have almost all of it paid off now. Uh, the housing boom. There was, when we first started, it was a housing boom. Then there was housing bust. Uh, people would ask me, what does God think if I let my house get foreclosed on? And I'm like, well, if it's, tr- if it's a strategic closure so that you can, you know, make more money, then that's bad. But if you lose your job and there's nothing you can do, then the banks knew that that could happen. So, uh, be honest about it. And if you're going to, uh, let your house be foreclosed on, uh, leave it peacefully, leave it clean and, uh, be godly about it. So housing boom, housing bust, we survived that. Uh, people were, I'm almost done here with the list. People were saved. People have been saved. People are being saved. Families encouraged, uh, almost 100 baptized. I think we helped orchestrate three family adoptions. Uh, kids learn music skills, uh, did quite a few weddings, only a couple of funerals. Uh, kids church, adventure club, Bible quizzing, youth groups, huge community harvest parties. Uh, River Rock Tits has done some great ministries. I got to invest in three future pastor leaders that, uh, were going to crown and, uh, almost, almost bought a building repeatedly. So recently I almost bought a building. Tried so many times to get a church building. I could point to so many buildings in town. I could tell you all about them and how we tried to figure out some way to work it out, some way to acquire them. Uh, renting the school was okay. But then COVID came and the end of March we were kicked out of the school. So prayed and prayed, didn't know what to do, turned to video. Uh, Tried to do my best on video. I still am trying to do my best on video. Uh, and I started to find out that people in town and others were watching. So uh, as far as buildings, uh, COVID forced us to lower our expectations for a building, uh, yet there is still nothing that would work. So uh, actually, one thing that would work, for $899,000, we could buy the bowling alley. Uh, plus, you need remodeling costs, but that would make an awesome location for, for a church. But nonetheless, God is so faithful, and uh, I was just sharing the good and bad times that I see connections. Uh, There's been some bad things that I've gone through, that our family's gone through, that church people have gone through, that I don't have any idea of why it happened, and all I can do is trust God. But God has answered so many prayers, but not the church building one. So I know that churches don't need buildings, but they sure help. Uh, House churches, they work really great when you know someone that has a really, really, really big house. But um, I thought it would be easy to come to Bell Plaine and, and start a church. I thought I'd show up and that I'd gather the newly saved and uh, the other Christians in town that were looking for a church closer to home. We'd build a building, have multiple staff to share the burden, though many of, you of the volunteers have worked so hard and been a great blessing to so many. Um, I definitely haven't done it alone, uh, but we haven't had the type of staff or the resources I had in the other churches that I had come from. And I know that God called me to be uh, called me to River Rock Church, and it's been a joy to be part of uh, River Rock, and it's also been a burden to carry for almost 20 years, because there's just so many places I wanted to take River Rock, so many things that I wanted to do, and I would never just walk away from God's call on my life. I would never just abandon my post, my assignment. But I know there's a day coming when God will take the River Rock burden from me and give me, a new, mar- give me new marching orders and a new mission, Uh, Sometimes I feel like I'm Sisyphus in uh, Greek uh, mythology. Uh, Sisyphus was the founder and king of Ephraim. He was punished for cheating death twice by being forced to roll an immense boulder up a hill for it only to roll down every time it neared the top, repeating this action for eternity. And sometimes I feel like I've been trying to push this boulder, uh, trying to help River Rock get into a building and trying to help River Rock Church to uh, take the next step uh, to move uh, forward. Uh, it always seems we're hindered by finances or hindered by this or hindered by that and to pray and pray about it. And um, In Psalm 81, Asaph is recalling how God removed the burden placed on Israel by the Egyptians, the burden of gathering straw and making bricks. The people called to God in trouble and he answered them. Uh, I like the way it reads in the New Living Translation. It really speaks to me. Here's what it says in Psalm 81, verse 6 and 7. God says, now I will take the load from your shoulders. I will free your hands from their heavy tasks. You cried to me in trouble and I saved you. I answered out of the thundercloud and tested your faith when there was no water at Meribah. So, you know, sometimes um, <clears throat> when I think about uh, the fact that we didn't have a church building, sometimes I wonder, was it a test of faith to see if we would be faithful to keep serving? Because we have been, I mean, we've Uh, set up and uh, put stuff away in that school uh, so many times uh, for many, many years. Uh, With COVID, we've uh, had church in the Cricket Field parking lot. We've been in multiple parks. Uh, We're currently in the front of a little brewery restaurant next to our ministry center. Uh, We've been faithful, uh, even with the lack of a building. Um, As the last COVID year has shown us, we really don't know where this roller coaster of life goes next. We really don't know what happens next. I feel like God's working in me uh, to show me a new path to take, to encourage me. Uh, <clears throat> I like to listen to audiobooks, especially while I exercise, and I have extra audible credits, so I, I've got some books, uh, some credits to spend. So I purchased David Jeremiah's What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do uh, uh, about a month ago, uh, and I just started listening to it recently, but it's kind of funny because I didn't even know what the book was about. I'm like, oh, COVID, I don't really know what to do. Well, what's he going to talk about? Don't even know. Didn't even look at it. Just pushed the buy, and then turns out it's a commentary on James, the book of James. I highly recommend it. It's very good. James 4.13 affirms what I'm saying about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. James says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we'll live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. So seeking and pursuing the Lord's will while doing uh, what you know you should uh, and avoiding sin and living for the Savior is totally the way to live. I now use the Tick app to plan my life, but I used to write everything down in a wire-bound daytime planner. Uh, turns out it's much less frustrating when you're writing everything down on paper when you start using erasable pens. So I had found that the Zebra metal erasable pens uh and pencils actually worked really good uh for my little day timer and its little pencil holder so i was really set in my ways back then so now i trust my phone isn't going to lose things so uh then i could you lose the paper too i don't know life is so uncertain but do you love god and are you called according to his purpose if so the promise is that god is going to work things out for you so 8 Romans 8:28 says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And we can trust in that. So is God in your life? Do you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior? 1 John 5, 11 says, this is the testimony. God has given his eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. Have you placed your faith in Jesus? Do you have the Son? Are you saved? Um, Maybe you'd like to be saved from the penalty of your sins today. Uh, Would you come and ask Jesus right now to forgive you of your sin and to come into your life and save you? Uh, pray, Pray along with me if you'd like to. Pray something like this. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and that you died on the cross for my sins. Thank you for dying and rising again being alive and present, to hear me pray to you now. So please forgive me, save me, and make me the person you created me to be. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're a new Christian, let us know so we can get you resources to help you to grow in the Christian life. You know, that verse is followed up in verse 14. It says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked for him. So you have, have you approached God about his plan and provision for your life? We know that God answers prayer by saying yes, no, or wait for his perfect timing. But I encourage you, whatever struggle you're facing, whatever you're not sure about, whatever uh, part of the roller coaster you're on, whether you're ascending or you're in a dive or you're being twisted around or upside down or whatever, to trust the Savior and enjoy the adventure. And as you walk with the Lord, to know that he's got you. All right, well, that's my message for this week. There's actually more coming up um, in Real Church on Sunday. Uh, So if you watch this on Saturday, you should still show up on Sunday at 9.30 at the Oldenburg's Restaurant. Uh, We've got a special guest. Our district superintendent is going to be visiting and going to share some uh, plans for the future of River Rock Church. So that's going to be an exciting time for you to be there. But River Rock Church relies on your prayer, and financial support to minister and serve each week. And you can give to River Rock Church at riverrockchurch.com slash give. Actually, you can find out more about us and listen to past messages and uh, see our calendar and everything at riverrockchurch.com. Otherwise, Facebook, uh, we have a page, uh, search for River Rock Church MN. So anyway, you have a great week. And as you trust in the Lord and seek His plan for your life, uh, he will uh, help you through all of the difficulties so that you might be able to uh, either recount uh, in writing in a blog to your friends, uh, from a platform, all the good things the Lord has done in your life. Let it be known. Tell other people uh, how God has answered many of your prayers, how God has worked in your life so that you can be an encouragement to them and they too can see that God is at work in everyday Uh, situations in people's lives. So have a great week. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well. Visit riverrockchurch.com for our latest news and to access resources to help you and the people you care about live well lives.